Welcome to yet another sparkling edition of the Thought Police, the podcast everybody wants to listen to uh, and most people can actually get. Um, yeah. It's available twice a week, it's free. Uh, you get it from Audio Boom, from iTunes, you get it from Acast. Tell all your friends about it. Um, we did a great video last week as well. Uh, yeah. It was a sort of bonus on Talk Radio, which I is on YouTube. That. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. We'll do more of those, by the way. Yeah. But I'm going to try and do different people every week. People so. can see my hairy arms. Well, some woman said that she was transfixed by them. Yeah. I don't know what that meant. I assume she liked them. I, I took it as positive. Yeah. yeah. Although, I must be honest, it's the first time I've been con- made conscious of, my of having hairy, hairy arms. Because they're not they're like not, gorilla-esque, are they? They're not particularly hairy. No, they're more hairy than mine. But, I mean, they're kind of... Um, yeah. I, you know what I was found? Well, I've now become a bit sort of paranoid about them. Have you? Yeah. Well, don't wax them, whatever you do. Really? Don't. No, I don't do that. I just bought all the gear off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Cyber Monday. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I was I, one of the things I noticed most about America when I first went to America is a lot of Americans have really hairy arms. Yes. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. Yeah. And hairy chests as well. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen that many of their chests, oh, but I've seen sorry. their arms. Did that, silly. that didn't sound good. <laughs> anyway, here we are, right? Uh, this is the big week for uh, lots of reasons. Um, it's going to be the last week before next week when the election takes place. We're literally, you know, less than 10 days away. Yeah. Right? Thursday is going to be a week, a week away. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to keep ourselves focused on all of that. But we've also got Donald Trump visiting. Um, and we've also, of course, got the aftermath of that terrible uh, terrorist attack on Friday. Yeah. Which, although it was a terrorist attack and it's been called a terrorist attack and, and is a terrorist attack, in a way, is not quite, for me, the random terrorist attack that happened two years ago in, in Borough Market in, yeah. in London Bridge. Because, because it was a lone guy. Well, not because it was a lone guy, but more because it was a guy who was involved with this organisation, yeah. which was trying to, you know, uh, help, help offenders yeah. and rehabilitate people. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have decided, for whatever reason, to attack them. But don't you think the sort of fake suicide vest and all of that business sort of puts it into the... It does. No, listen, category. I'm not saying it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. terrorist attack. you're not trying to diminish it. No, I'm not. I'm really not. You're but trying to categorise it What I'm saying is, my, my kind of sense of a terrorist attack is that it's, it's very random. It's like right. if they don't care who they kill. Right. This guy appears to have wanted to kill yeah. the bloke who was running, you know, the learning um, yeah. organisation who was hosting the event. The guy, the young guy from Cambridge, you yeah. Know? Um, because why? I mean, why would you kill that guy? I mean, oh, he's he's God. the most kind of kind yeah. and and sort of least offensive oh, character totally. that you can think of. Totally. So where I think of a terrorist attack, I think of somebody sitting on a train, yeah. and some guy pull, blowing yes. himself up, yeah. and you just happen to be sitting there. So 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 he's kind of kind targeted of, it in my way. Because he's got the motive of going after this person. Yeah. yeah it is, there is I a mean, difference. Yeah. I, I know that it makes no difference to the family, but it's been fascinating to watch. I have to say, I, you know, there are lots of ways that people react to things, and, you know, his family are probably in terrible pain and grief and all of that. Yeah. But I don't think it's right for his father to be out there sort of having a go at the Daily Mail and Boris Johnson and all those people. I, honestly, I stood up and cheered for him. Well, you would maybe do that, but that's maybe yeah. the difference between us. I just think it's kind of, it's also politicising his own son. Do you know what I mean? It's but like he, but, he's complaining that people are politicising his son. Yeah. He's doing the same thing by saying, this is exactly what my son does not want you to do. Yeah, but he's, I mean, as the father of a guy who's just been killed I think he's got the right you know I suppose so more right than than the editors of Fleet Street newspapers maybe so but all they're doing is covering the story don't you think well yes I do it is complicated but I do think that I honestly thought it was really good for me that somebody a member of the public who you know we're both seasoned journalists and I think sometimes I'm not saying you do but I think sometimes 
it's possible to forget that the commodity we deal in is people's lives. Oh yeah, and, there's no doubt about that. And the uh, you know, for a guy to say, well, I'm not just going to be a passenger in this news agenda. Yeah, I'm going to put my foot down and mm-hmm. say this is totally counter to what. And it's only one lad's opinion, you know, his yeah. dead son's opinion. Yeah. So, you know, that's all the weight it carries, but it, equally it should carry some weight. Oh, I think it should, but I just think you can't argue about politicising the death of your son while politicising. But how do you stop that then, without, without well, sticking your head above the parapet? I think he's doing it out of grief. I mean, you know, yeah. I think he's probably sure going to look is. back on it and say, maybe I shouldn't have said all those things, because mm. he's actually already said, uh, my son... Would not want any of this to have to have stopped yeah. the process of rehabilitating prisoners. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that's true because if his son was alive and you said to him, "Would you rather die than have this system change?" I don't think he'd say that. No. I, well, of course. Do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. And we're talking about Jack Merritt, obviously, and yeah. Saskia Jones. I mean, it's just He's awful. Poor. The whole it's thing is awful. I just, is, yeah. I just wish, and I said this on the radio the other day. I just wish that, you know, we didn't have to have a conversation about the Labour Party changing the law and the Tories then not changing it back. Yeah. You know, I'm not interested in any of that. I yeah. know for sure that nobody in this country has taken this seriously. I think and, you're absolutely And I think right. a lot of people, mostly on the right side of politics, have yeah. been complaining about Islamification of the country. They've been complaining about the sort of, you know, nutters that are free to walk around and the kinds of hate preaching that's been going on in certain mosques. Mm. And we've all just turned a blind eye to it. To what the complaints or the reality well, of... So the reality of yeah. what's happening and trying to pretend that it's not happening. But it's very hard to know what is happening when you, when well, you hear extreme hard. voices like Tommy Robinson yeah. and Katie. But you hear fear and fear of those because they're not allowed to speak in many situations. Yeah. And I'm yeah. no backer of Tommy Robinson or Katie Hopkins. Yeah. I, I, I detest both of them, yeah. right, for what they say, because I detest the way that they twist the truth. Yeah. And I hate the way that they, you know, sort of ratchet people up into a yeah. state of complete frenzy yeah. and racism. Yeah. But it's not only them, it's lots of people who are kind of clamped down upon and just branded racist. But it's really difficult. Because you it? say, look, there's something wrong yeah. with Islamic fundamentalism because oh, well, there is no doubt. I, don't, I think you'd find very little disagreement about that you know and especially from right mind think right thinking muslims would be the first yeah, to say but you know, what we do know though is that there is an overcompensation going on yeah from the establishment what, i think in this country correctness. i think so but how do you explain then the necessity for this guy's dad to come out and say stop you know well the there is no necessity for it there isn't. I mean, he's got that point of view. Mm. Um, his family are very left-wing. We know that. Mm. Um, he was very left-wing. He was all about rehabilitation. You know, they were so taken in by this guy. And, I'm, of course, I'm not going to have a go at somebody who's been killed. But yeah. he was so taken in that they thought not only should they let him come to London unaccompanied, yeah. where he was on a train. Imagine, that wasn't his choice, though, was it? Yeah, well, they recommended that he was fine, yeah. basically. So yeah. he was allowed to come on a second visit to London. First one accompanied, second one unaccompanied. Imagine yeah. if he had the, the knives on a train yeah. where nobody could escape. And there were no well, people... Well, attacked innocent people, you know. There's yeah, a, you know, but the point is, is that, you know, yeah. lots of things were made assumptions on the day. Yeah. I was actually, fortunately, because it happened literally 100 yards from where I work, you know, but I'd left the building uh, some hours, at, well, about 45 minutes earlier, and I wasn't there. Um, but the amount of disinformation that came out staggered me. Mm-hmm. You know, people reporting stuff on Twitter... Some people were saying things on the radio which weren't blatantly untrue, yeah. that there was more than one person, that there was an explosion in Borough Market, that there was an incident on a bus, that somebody was tasered, yeah. some other guy was shot, there was a fight. 
I mean, the amount of disinformation in this so-called age of the citizen journalist yeah. was quite horrendous. But that's a na- to me, that is just a natural consequence of letting everybody have yeah. a bloody voice. Yeah, yeah, but the people who are supposed mm. to be responsible, yeah. i.e. those people who are broadcasters, mm. were, some, were running with some of this mm. stuff, you know? The 24-hour news cycle, and, you know, as much as Sky News is brilliant, and, uh, and I, I, I genuinely mean it's brilliant, and the BBC 24, and talk radio, yeah. all of these things... They're all brilliant 99% of the time, but when something happens, the competitive streak to get the scoop yeah. often, I think, pulls people yeah. in, a, in a very dangerous direction, sure. which they come to regret later. You know? And I think the police did magnificently well. We know yeah. that you know, they got there really, really quickly. I mean, when I, I was driving down um, to Sussex, right, by the time it was probably about three o'clock, so we're now talking a good couple of hours, I think, or well, one hour after it happened, yeah. and there was police cars racing up the A2, from places from like Bexley Heath yeah. into town, yeah. because they obviously thought it was a lot worse. Well, they must have a, they must have, there must be a procedure where they suddenly say, right, hit the red button, hit everything, and then everybody right. piles in. Because I think what happened was that they got the armed response people there pretty quickly. Yeah, they had the motor. They, they were brilliant. The special boat service people were there. Yeah, you know the guys in the black boats on the river yeah. that shut all that off. But, but what I then saw was these three black Range Rovers that looked very menacing. Um, with blue lights on the front only right. in the you know the radiator grill, yeah. blacked out window, yeah. and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I wonder what they think is going on. Yeah. Because I'm thinking this must be a concerted and, and, and sort of Bataclan style attack. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't. Yeah. You know, um, but I just I you know I think that that there's it shows you how fucked up we are if mm. you pardon the expression that even this becomes a political football. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, because this is what they want, though, isn't it, to a degree? They want well, us all to be talking about it and to be scared of mm. it. And at the, at the end of the day, there's been more people stabbed to death 500 yards from where I'm sitting yeah. on Holloway Road yeah. this year than, than in any terror sure. attack stuck, stuck it together. Yeah. Stick it together. So, I, you know, what's the takeaway from this? Bad shit happens. Mm. I think, generally speaking, somebody somewhere is clearly doing a really good job, generally speaking, yeah. and making sure that bad shit doesn't Well, except that we've now discovered there are 74, or possibly 72, yeah. because there's been two arrests now, yeah. um, 72 of these characters, who yeah. are out there wandering about, well, and, well, and who are convincing yeah. the people who are supposed to protect us that they're not going to kill us. But ha- so, d- all right, I'm going to sound like a real bleeding-heart lefty tosser now. Well, of course you are. How do you, at what point, do you lock them up and throw away the key? I think you what? do. Really? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? So you know, say, what, yeah, what right. is the point of not doing that? But they're British, by the way, right, they're British citizens. So they have, you know, this guy sounds like he's a bit of an idiot. I mean, you know, low IQ, and he's had. A, he's clearly of low. Lots because of them that are was of the low reason IQ. he was he was let out was that it was deemed that his uh, his plan was much less sophisticated. I.e., was a load of bollocks. Well, that the, was never the decision happen. was taken by my, my learned friend uh, Lord Justice Leveson. Funnily enough. Was he? Yes. Ah. In the Court of Appeal. I would not wish to cast any aspersions on Leveson. Um, but he was the guy who decided unilaterally that this guy was not as dangerous as the other guys. Yeah. And therefore should not have had an indeterminate sentence. That's right. And he changed it. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter to me that it's the Labour Party that made that law possible. Yeah. Or the Tories. It makes no odds to me. Yeah. But it was a bad idea. But what about every rapist that is freed after serving 10 years and then goes on to rape again? Yeah, well, they shouldn't murder. be freed either. Yeah, but how do you pick them out? Well, because you're supposed to have some kind of professional purpose in life. If yeah. you are somebody who is a psychiatrist, yeah. who is giving um, 
an indication that this person is still a danger to society. this guy had, had all of that kind of evaluation. No, he didn't. Really? No. This was a judgment made by Lord Leveson, who decided that he wasn't as dangerous as they said as he the was. the other ones, yeah. So they changed the way that he was held. Yeah. Now, again, you can argue that that's not his fault, that he was simply following the directions of the legal yeah. justice system yeah. and all of that. My point is, is that, you know, we have an ideology. And funnily enough, Dominic Lawson wrote an interesting piece today about how... One of his cousin's um, uh, husband was murdered by right. a guy who was released early. Right. Not a terrorist, but, yeah. you know, something had happened in their past family history. Yeah. And he said the problem here, and I think he's right, is that there's ideologically opposition in this country mm. to hard justice. Yes. Nobody who's in the justice system wants it. If you talk to the Howard League for Penal Reform, if you talk to, you know, the Prison Reform Society... They're all like you. They're all liberal lefties, right? Yeah, and yeah. they all believe in rehabilitation. And they yeah. all think, oh, we've got to give them a second chance. Yeah. Well, maybe it's time to fucking draw a line over that well, what and about, say, well, maybe it isn't time to give them another chance. What about the guy who was the ex-murderer, or the murderer, yeah. who was out on release and, and, and pinned well, this guy down? Yeah, he's being made out to be some kind of hero, right? Well, I mean, that was heroic. It was, yeah. yeah. But you ask the family of the people he killed. Yeah, no, for and sure. And they're not very happy about the fact that he's walking around. 100%. And he happened to be there. The idea that at one point this was all painted as, this is a very bizarre and interesting yeah, kind of, you know, portrait. Yeah. yeah, he was inside the building yeah. where the yeah. event was going on. Yeah. Right? As and was the guy with the narwhal tusk. Yeah, the Polish uh, dishwasher. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, and I've seen the videos, as yeah. many people have. Yeah. And, you know, thank God they did stop the guy before he killed more people. But yeah. the bottom line is, is that the reason this guy was there is because of the liberal um, and uh, what can only be described as, as very wet yeah. process of justice in this but country. What about, so it's easy to argue that when you've got a guy, a terrorist, who's just killed people on the bridge. A terrorist who was let out of but, prison but, because, yes, because the people yeah. are supposed to tell you whether right. he's dangerous or not said he was. Got it wrong. But, so, but that you'll accept that that on the spectrum of this argument, that is right at the far end. That's an easy case to say. But what about the people who have gone into prison for a long time, are reformed, could make a contribution to yeah. society? I don't Should, know any. Shouldn't Do you? We? Well, I, I mean, I don't know any. But the prison system is geared up to rehabilitation, isn't it? That's it's not meant to be a punishment, right? Of course it is. But the primary role of it is: can you rehabilitate these people? Well, I don't think because it is. that's the measure of a society. Well, if you're, well you'd lock everyone. Yeah, up. but yeah. Well, no. We talk about the the, the measure of society. That's why we're civilized. You know, yeah. are we really? <laughs> I don't think we are civilized. You know, because we have people in the society now who have outgrown. It's a bit like you know a, an analog and a digital argument, right? Terrorism now exists on the streets of this country. For many reasons, lots of the people who want to kill us were born here. Yeah. They are British citizens. They yeah. cannot be deported, yeah. no matter how many right-wingers... So what wingers. do you do with them? Well, if they are terrorists, you lock them up. But how do you know? I what? think you... Yeah. Well, I mean, they what? get found guilty for a start. Yeah, but isn't this the problem? This is just an extension of the argument around stop and search with young black men, right? Is if you take the argument that there is a factual disproportion of knife crime amongst young black men. Yes, therefore, which there is. Which there is. Therefore, you should just freely search every black man you come across for no. a knife, which is, which, is the, which is what's behind the stop and search argument. Then, of course... Well, it's not actually. What's behind well, it is know, that let you... Me finish it, let me finish. Then the vast majority mm. of people in those communities very quickly start to feel really disaffected and pissed off and alienated. They already and, feel like that. No, but we... Well, I don't know if that's true anymore. But if we, if if our job is not to have ghettos of people who feel like the rest of the nation doesn't want them there, we've got to try and work out how do we 
how do we treat people fairly so that innocent people, of which the vast majority of them are, totally innocent and good people, don't feel like our society is, is set against them? Well, listen, Benjamin Butterworth is a great guy. He writes for the I newspaper. He's yeah. a guest on uh, Talk Radio quite a bit. Uh, he's a big promoter of the LGBT um, community, big promoter of the trans community. He's very far from a right winger. Yeah. He put out a tweet yesterday in which he said because talking about how this guy from Stoke had been bullied and that's what sort of sent him a bit mad and sent him off into terrorism and all that. Yeah. He said, I was bullied when I was at school. Yeah, yeah. Somebody threw a brick at me once. Yeah. I didn't fucking go and join ISIS. No. You know, there's something oh, a right. lot more wrong. It's not, a, you know, you can't use the I'm disaffected argument. No. That's why I've been knifing people to death. No, and that's why I mug people. That is, and that's why I knock right. old women this over the what, head and stab them. This is why you are paid the fortune to do radio. You can take a perfectly reasonable <laughs> sentence that I've just said and within... Two minutes no. turned me into a lunatic. No, I have That's not that. what I was saying. What I was saying was, we have you, your absolutism in saying, right, throw more, throw away the key, mm. the terrorist door. Where does it stop? You know, where's the evidence that someone's a terrorist? You hang around with somebody who's well, found think, out to be a terrorist. I think you if you are away? convicted of a terrorist offence in yeah. this country, Fine. I think we can have enough uh, faith in the justice system that that makes you a terrorist, right? Now, what my argument is, is that you take them out of the criminal justice system and you put them in their own system, mm. almost like a Guantanamo Bay type You scenario. now want a Guantanamo yes. Bay? Where? I think, the Isle of Wight? Well, where, you can put it anywhere you like. There's a couple of islands in the Firth of Forth you could use, right. uh, which have got military prisons in them in the Second Alcatraz World War. Why not? Guantanamo Yeah, Bay. why not? Because what you, you cannot make an argument that tells me that these people should be re-released back into the community, because it's a community that they wish to do harm to Come, now yeah. if you had some next door neighbour right yeah. who came round to your house and put petrol under your door yeah. right and he was locked up yeah but he uh, was then decided it was that he was alright again yeah. and he comes back out to live next door to you what are you going to yeah. do well I would make sure that he didn't have any petrol canisters how are you going to do there? that though yeah. the point is, no, is that you don't want to live next door to a guy yeah. who's already set of fire course, to your house of course but you can't I mean that's one that's an absurd scenario two is it Yes, of course it is. As if he'd been moving back into the house, he couldn't afford to live in this street. Well, anyway. <laughs> that may well be. <laughs> but the maybe second, the council would give him a house. Second, but the serious point is that if the guy is rehabilitated, I mean, okay, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about uh, not that it's nice, but let's talk about paedophiles, right? Yeah. Do we throw them away and lock away the key completely? Because I can see the argument for that being because it is well, a mental people, condition. There are lots of people who think yeah. that that's what should happen because and, there are yeah. lots of people, and I think I've told this story yeah. before. I interviewed a paedophile yeah, uh, on the radio in, in Edinburgh, yeah. right? Because we'd somehow fallen upon this guy who was one of these vigilantes. Yeah. Um, who uh, we got into the papers actually because yeah. he approached us and he used to go around with night vision goggles, following paedophiles around. Yeah. I mean, it was a very weird story. Yeah. But as a result of that. We got this guy ringing up who claimed to be a paedophile. He said, I want to come in and tell my story because um, he said, I need help. He said, I don't know what to do. And he said, every time uh, they release me back into the community, all I want to do is uh, harm children. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said, but I keep just t- should, This and is he where said, I agree yeah. with you. But he says, I keep telling people that. Well, this is nuts. And, you know, they keep telling, telling me to turn yeah. up to these classes. It doesn't make any difference. He said, when I leave, we had a studio in a place called South yeah. Gyle, yeah. which was on the outskirts of Edinburgh near the airport. South Gyle Shopping Centre. He said, when I leave this studio, I'm going to go to the shopping centre and I'm going to look at children. Fuck's sake. Right? This isn't And he said, nobody's... What happened to him? 
Well, he wasn't arrested because the police view was, well, he can't he until he, he commits a crime. A crime yeah. He's perfectly free to sit in a shopping centre and watch parents with their kids. Right, so, okay, so there's something you and I mm. are completely as one at. Yeah. That guy, until he's cured and demonstrably I don't think cured. they can be cured. Right, well, then that guy should never come into contact no. with kids again. And if the only and way... he should never be let out. If the only way of making that sure, sure to happen yeah. is to keep him in prison, keep him in prison. But then there are... So do we not have to take the terrorism thing the same way? Well, I, I wouldn't object, right? And you might think that this is a crazy idea. Mm. But I would not object to having communities, albeit behind fences and like an army sort of style barracks, yeah. where these people live. You talk, what, like, I'm not joking. <laughs> why, what's, why are you laughing? Well, when you say communities, who's, who are you including? Well, I'm talking about places where terrorists go. <laughs> because you can't if you say you, I don't want them in the general prison population because I don't want them yeah. fucking radicalising other people right Right. so I want them on their own isolated right. Right. in a very distant part of Britain like Devil's Island something like that yeah, yeah. why not yeah. counting every seventh wave to see yeah. whether they can jump over with uh, <laughs> Dustin that? Hoffman and Steve McQueen bags of coconuts Pepe, Papillon what a great Papillon. film Papillon amazing um, Henri yeah but here's the thing bullshit because, by the way 90%, 90% of that book is was it? absolute bullshit I read the book yeah. before I saw the, the film book's actually amazing. I read the book when I was about 14 it's years old it's a great old. book but I loved I, it I hate to tell you 90% I never got over the things that they shoved up their oh, arse yeah, I never yeah. got over that and, and, I was quite young when well I the that. fact that I never got over was that when they stuck <laughs> two of them they called them charges didn't they that's it yeah they stuck two of them up their arses yeah then the one that they stuck up first would always come out second when they took it out. So it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, slipped past each, past each other. Hang anyway, on. no, wait a minute. Yeah, the one that they stuck up first. Yes, came out. Came, came out. out. Well, it would come out second. You mean? No, I mean first. it came out first. Oh, yes, I see. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 So. See, we've already strayed into an area we shouldn't have done. No. Nah. Because now you brought it all back to me. But <laughs> no, I just think that you know, there is no cogent argument, right, for crossing your fingers, crossing all your legs, yeah. and saying, "Oh, don't worry." It's a very, very small chance that this is going to happen. There's yeah. more people stabbed on a Saturday night in Pimlico or whatever, yeah. right? That's not the point. You know, we are knowingly, and with this guy in particular from Friday, we are knowingly letting dangerous people back onto the street yeah. and encouraging them um, to get into normal uh, parts of uh, society, yeah. thinking they're fine when they're actually not. Yeah. And that's... I'm sorry, there's no excuse for well, look, If I, my I, I, one of my children had yeah. been stabbed to of death, course, mate. you know, I would not be sitting here going... Oh, well, you know, they would have wanted it that way. Well, well they fucking wouldn't have wanted it that way. Neither well, would I. Well, uh, the only evidence we've got of the guy whose uh, child was stabbed to death is, is saying exactly that. No, I know so, that. So, but I think that that's part of the problem. And without wishing yeah. to upset him or to People diss him... People who don't think your way are part of the problem, aren't they? Well, they're part of this particular problem because well, his son would be alive yeah. if he thought a different way. But I, well, and I if his understand. son thought a different way... We already lock up more people than anybody else in Europe, right? What, where does it end? Because you can't afford to lock up huge swathes of society. You just, you just well, you can't. unless you, you take a state. Well, unless, well, unless you take a different tack, right? Yeah. Unless you take it, you know, like I said, you bring you know, back hanging. Um, I would not be in favour of the death penalty. I don't think it works right. because I think it's, I think it's, it's ridiculous. Well, I think it's barbaric. But what if I a guy think... said, "I'd rather be, frankly, if I'm going to be in this prison for the rest of my life, yeah. having plotted to bomb mm. a shopping mall in Stoke, yeah. right? Frankly, I'd rather die." Right. If he vol- right, right, well, all right. Well, if he wants to commit suicide, yeah. then by all means, you can maybe give him something that he can take. 
I don't think the state should be actively executing people. Right. I don't think that's in any way civilised. I don't understand why... I mean, if I was arguing from your position, I'd be all in favour of the death yeah. penalty. Well, that's why you're not as nuanced as I am, <laughs> you see, because I can always confuse <laughs> the hell out of people. I'm not entirely sure about yeah, that. Yeah, well, you can, you can say whatever you want. The bottom line for me is, is that, you know, Ameri- it's very obvious that in yeah. America the death penalty doesn't really work. No. Because they spend a lot more time on death row many yeah. in many cases. What about the three strikes and you're out thing? I quite like the three strikes and you're out. I don't mind that. But what about so you're getting kids getting locked up for life for stealing yeah. a pizza? Well, don't steal it. You know, simple. Yeah. yeah. But don't you, you know, think it sounds like a bit of a overreaction? No. Because you if you're so stupid that you don't understand the situation i.e. if you get found guilty of something and convicted of a criminal offence three times that you will go to prison for life then you're probably not worth being left the opportunity to wander around I think you have inadvertently stumbled on the absolute point of our disagreement of Uh our philosophical disagreement when you said if you're so stupid dot 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 right and so I think that if you are stupid mm. and you and there are other social reasons around why you know nobody goes out and steals a pizza just for the hell of it, or if you do, you deserve what's coming. Well, some to people you. do. Yes, yeah, so, so if you do, you deserve what's coming. Yeah, to you. but there are people who do fall into the wrong gangs. They they are influenced at school. Mm. They are come from deep poverty. They haven't got enough money to buy their own lunch. They are driven by the fact that all of their mates are wearing supreme gear and they haven't got it. And there are. Things that would have tempted you as a kid that that tempt, would tempt anybody. Now, do you start? Where do you draw the bloody line? Is well, what I'm well, saying. Well, you draw the line at the law. Surely the point is, yeah. is that nobody should get special treatment. You shouldn't get special treatment if you're rich, yeah. and you shouldn't get special treatment if you're poor. You know, you can have um, you know mitigated. Have you ever nicked anything in your life? Of course. Right, how loads many of times? Loads oh, I used to steal loads of stuff when I was a kid. So you should be in If you were in California, no, you'd be in Sacramento. No, I wouldn't be, because I've never been convicted of anything. No, no, you, that, the only difference between you and them is that you didn't get caught. Yeah. So there's no moral difference at all. You're bad well, I'm sorry, you're going to lock people up because they've got bad morals now. So you're, no, or you're, you're going to lock me up because I had an affair no, with somebody. You're locking people up just because they were unlucky. No, they were stupid, and they were convicted. I don't care why they're... <laughs> so stupid, why they're con- well, I so don't intelligent care. criminality where people get away from it is passive. Look, the law is the law. You have to make a law, and you have to make a law that works. Yeah, but you're saying and you have to remember... You've, so you're broken, the law. you've broken the law multiple this times, is, I'm not but exactly you're still Jack, sitting in. The fucking ripper. I'm talking about stealing, <laughs> I'm talking about stealing Mars bars and shit. I'm glad they've got that established. You know, I haven't murdered anyone. <laughs> that wouldn't be a great look, moment to it. Look, when I killed those four people, right... Yeah, I covered my tracks. <laughs> no, look, here's the thing. If you know that you have to create a law, a framework yeah. of the law, which is workable and which is um, um, judicious and which uh, provides justice for people, yeah. you know, of course there are going to be times when you sometimes get it wrong, yeah. which is one of the reasons why I don't want a death penalty, because you can execute people sometimes back, yeah. who are innocent, right? But equally, you also have to remember it's not just about the justice for the people who have committed the crimes. It's for the victims. Yeah. And if you're trying to protect society from a bunch of terrorists, yeah. and right now there are 74 of them wandering around, yeah. you know, surely the first duty, uh, call of duty for anyone uh, is to make sure that the people yeah. are safe. Yeah. That means you have to take these people out of play. Yeah. You can't just take hope for the best uh, that nobody's going to no. get on the, the Piccadilly line when I'm well, on my way well, home I don't and disagree. blow the hell out of I it. I do not disagree with, with any of that on the 74. And I think there should clearly be a review of, of every single one of yeah. them. And 
better safe than sorry. You know, if these people feel that the net is closing and someone decide, right, here's mm. my moment, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. You wouldn't be shocked, would you, if that No, so, I mean, not at all. So, so you've got to kind of clamp down. And like I say, they've, now, they've already arrested two other people yeah, yeah, yeah. since the weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. One of whom was part of this guy in Stoke's original posse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure who the second guy is. But, you know, there's clearly mistakes being made. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, again, I'm not going to get into whose fault it is and whether funds have been withdrawn, I think it's down to a fundamental misunderstanding of the criminal mind. Mm. You know, as, as Dominic Lawson said, in the case of the, the guy that killed his cousin's um, husband, this is a bloke who had been convinced um, that he was no longer a criminal by taking an anger management course. Yeah. And the parole board said, oh, he's fine now. Yeah. And he'd been done for attempted murder the first time. This yeah. time he was done for murder. Yeah. And I think you have to take a view that many people... And it's not because they're stupid, yeah. but it's because there's something wrong with them um, for various reasons. Um, they have to be locked up and they have to not be let out. Yeah. Well, but I think you can draw the line if you, if you really want to do it and you really want to make it uh, a priority for the community, yeah. not, for the, not for the perps, yeah. but for the people who suffer, then you can do it. But I just, I just really worry about how, um, how a lot of people who are on the margins of what you're talking mm. about who who may display some criminality on a smaller scale who may make a bigger mistake even but essentially are people who could come in and make a contribution why you would take a draconian approach to them when for, for actually for most well, surely people surely it depends what they've done doesn't but it? doesn't for most people right for the vast majority the system does work, doesn't it? It's not like this yeah. happens all the time. Oh, for sure. It's a bit like the argument I used to make about social media and about football hooliganism and all yeah. of that. You know, if everyone behaves reasonably, yeah. then you haven't got a problem. Yeah. But unfortunately, everybody doesn't behave yeah. reasonably. And you end up with very violent people who will yeah. do horrible things to you and your loved ones. Um, and you have to try and protect people from them. Yeah. And if that means locking them up mm. and not giving them a second chance because they've already done something horrible, mm. then that's their lookout. Okay. You know, I've never in my life felt like hitting anybody over the head with a hammer and stealing their bag, right? Yeah. Now, in my view, anyone that does that yeah. has got something wrong with them. Yeah, now, I agree. Many people would argue, well, they've just had a bad life, and, you know... Yeah. But you're hitting a granny over the head, well, or you're I'm raping somebody. I'll tell you what I've got a problem with, is mm. when the fella hits somebody over the head with a hammer, yeah. and he gets sentenced to... You know, she doesn't die, yeah. he's good luck. Right. And they get sentenced to four or five years. Yeah, of that, which his time yeah. served, they go right. in for a year, they're out again. You know, I think that... With intent to, to kill like that, or the possibility mm. to kill, you get some smart-ass lawyer who yeah. does a deal with the CPS and suddenly you're getting done for right. aggravated harm. Well, right. you look at those moped gangs, which yeah. were prevalent yeah. for a yeah. long time, yeah. early part of this year, last year maybe. Um, you know, they clearly didn't give a shit about being yeah. caught no. because they knew that nothing was going to happen Well, to that's them. right. So I think, I think somewhere we've lost a sense of, of prison being a meaningful deterrent. Yeah. But the, the terrorists are a case apart, aren't they? Because they don't yeah. give a shit about no. that. And that's, like, why, you know, but that's why I think you have to remove them from the mm. general criminal justice system yeah. and put them somewhere else and say, okay, you're not... You're winning me round. You're not... This. See, this is what I'm good yeah. at, because in the end, you have to take... You're not, because this, case is, by this case. is episode 43, and it's the first time I can remember it happening before. Really? Yeah. I, well, it's happened before, you've just forgotten, because you don't <laughs> want to remember. You want to go, don't want to go down that road. But no, I just think that, you know, we are facing something which we've never faced yeah. really in this way before. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've always been uh, living in, not in fear, because you don't live in fear, but, you know, when Bataclan happened, for example, I remember thinking to myself, as I was going on the tube the next day, 
what if I walk around this corner and there's a guy with a machine gun? Yeah. You know, shooting people. Yeah. What would I do? You know, would I sort of throw myself at him? Would I try and run away? What would I well, do? Have you seen The Irishman on Netflix yet? I haven't yet, no. Oh, it's brilliant. But I should tell you that on Friday, yeah. I, I had one of those moments, you know, we've talked about meeting people. Yeah. Miami Steve Van Zandt oh, was in the studio. Really? And Fantastic. I got to have my picture taken. Amazing. I, I would um, have done the same. And he's in it. Yeah. He's in The Irishman, no, no, right? No, no, yeah. Forget about his role yeah. in The Sopranos. Yeah, Forget yeah, the yeah. fact that he's in the E Street Band. Yeah. I mean, what an amazing he's character. He's fantastic. And guess what? Go on. He's a Remainer. Of course he is. <laughs> he's a smart man. He was being interviewed by Julie Hartley Brewer. I'm like, I'm surprised you haven't thrown this man out of your yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. You but know. There was a great, there's a great line in, in The Irishman where they're discussing um, what you should do. And they say, and I think it's Joe Pesci says, yeah. you know, if it's... He looks really old in it, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's, I think he's been made to look even oh, older okay. than he does. He, by the way, is absolutely brilliant in the film. De Niro's fantastic. Yeah. Pacino's great. But Pesci is... Amazing! I think it's the best work he's ever really? done. Anyway, the film not, is, is it not really long as well? Yeah, it's three, but it never drags. Right? Have you seen Casino? Do you remember Casino? Yes, which I love goes Casino. on and on and oh, on. Oh, I love Casino. But yeah. I mean, you wouldn't cut a minute from it, no. and you wouldn't cut a minute from this. Okay. But anyway, he says, when someone's got a knife, you run. When someone's got a gun, yeah. you charge them. Yeah. And that's because you know clearly you right. can outrun a knife, yeah. but you can't outrun a gun. Yeah. But I mean, still, but for those guys to, to dive in as they did, I just thought it was monumental. Because who knows what you would do? Oh, I know. Who knows? I mean, I, but, but my point, I suppose, is that when, you know, I can't imagine what you would feel like as well on the streets of Paris that very yeah, night, yeah. Um, where people are just walking around the streets seemingly in charge, like, like with Charlie Hebdo, yeah. just shooting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't. Jogging down the street. Yeah, with, with you can't say. Machine guns. You know, you can't then take the criminal yeah. justice system as we have it, which has pretty much been the same for a hundred years, and say these people can operate within that framework. I just don't think you can do well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, what worried me even more than the London Bridge attack, or sort of brought home to me the potential threat, was: Did you hear this massive sonic boom the other night? No, I wasn't here. Well, I was in Sussex. I saw the story. Yeah. So at four o'clock, I saw that Kevin saw... Uh, Sullivan's household was awoken by it. Was it? Well, yes. my wife was awoken by it and couldn't believe that I'd slept through it. Right. But, but anyway, you slept through I it. Did. Yeah. Brilliant. And. Um, but they were, of course, two fighter jets sent off to intercept an unresponsive passenger plane. And it occurred to me, you know, it, you know what well, that would be the real mm. thing if you were a, an ISIS mastermind. Yeah. Fly a jet right into yeah. the middle of London. Yeah. And that, you know, I presume those people are plotting like that. I presume yeah. we've got people who are and stopping You know, them, you so. can't really use the probation system and, you know, a collection of left-wing barristers mm. to control all that did you see the guy the barrister you know like you know have a great deal of respect for some lawyers but for an awful lot of them like your mate Jolien Moron uh, who tried <laughs> to get me to apologise to him the other day right um, uh, he now wants to sue uh, on behalf of uh, the BBC the Prime Minister for not you know going on Andrew Neil's show I mean really he knew he needs to get some help but you know I don't you know the guy who got this guy off the guy who launched the appeal successfully yeah. for him yeah. was boasting about it on his website yeah because you know he's a he's a you know a supporter of international human is that rights. Still there? I believe it is. Bloody, huh? You know, I mean, it's just part of a long running did, didn't screed. Age well, did it? No, a long running screed of you know things that he has achieved yeah. in his time as a barrister, yeah. including getting this bloke um, Khan um, appealed so mm. that he was allowed to be released. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. You know, this is the problem. And so as long as we've got these kind of champions of human rights defending these guys who want to destroy everything that they stand for. You know, we're fucked. 
in my view. Yeah. I, I'm and still, we have to do something else. I am still... I do... Listen, I appreciate and agree with the sentiment entirely. It's just the answer. I don't see the solution being as clear as you do. Mm. And the idea of having a Guantanamo Bay and the Firth of Four... I don't mind making it like a holiday camp. It can be like a sort of more Butlinsy than Guantanamo what, Bay. I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm not Red saying... Coats. Yeah, make them watch, you know, semi-naked women or something just to upset yeah. them. I don't know. Yeah. You know, give them, you know, let's let's make it into a sort of a fun experience for them. Yeah. And maybe they'll realise that actually there's more to life than being a fucking Islamic fundamentalist yeah. who wants to meet a load of virgins when in death. <laughs> you know, why don't you cheer them up and say, why don't you meet some now? Let's see how you like it. And then you might not want to die. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe, seriously, I mean, yeah. why don't we try and... I mean, yeah. this, the whole, you know, de-radicalisation programme is nonsense. <laughs> what are you going to do? Show them a book of, uh, you know, Jean-Paul Sartre and say, have a read of this, existential yeah. philosophy. Yeah. No, you get them laid, maybe. <laughs> and then maybe that would help. I don't know. <laughs> should we stop that? I can't see the Justice Secretary coming out with this stuff, but anyway, maybe they should. Maybe they need to sort of take a second look at it. I think we need to stop before we do We do need to stop far. before we go too far. We've, we've, we've already gone too far. This is the Thought Police. You know, you can't use the I'm disaffected argument. No. That's why I've been knifing people to death. No, and that's why massive. I mug people. That and that's why I knock right. old women this over the why, head and stab them. This is why you are paid a fortune to do radio. You can take a perfectly reasonable <laughs> sentence that I've just said and within two no. minutes turn me into a lunatic. No, I haven't that's done not that. what I was saying. What I was saying was we have you, your absolutism in saying, right, throw more, throw away the key, mm. the terrorist throw, where does it stop, you know, where's the evidence that someone's a terrorist? Do you hang around with somebody who's well, trying to be a terrorist? I think if you, you are away? convicted of a terrorist offence in yeah. this country, Fine. I think we can have enough uh, faith in the justice system that that makes you a terrorist, right? Now, what my argument is, is that you take them out of the criminal justice system and you put them in their own system, mm. almost like a Guantanamo Bay type You scenario. now want a Guantanamo yes, Bay? Yes. In the Isle of Wight? Well, where, you can put it anywhere you like. There's a couple of islands in the Firth of Fourth you could use, right. uh, which have got military prisons in it from Second World War. Why not? Guantanamo yeah, Bay. why not? Because what you, you cannot make an argument that tells me that these people should be re-released back into the community. Of that book. Was it? Absolute bullshit. I read the book yeah. before I saw the, the film. Book's actually, amazing. I read the book when I was about fourteen it's years old. It's a great old. book. But I loved I, it. I hate to tell you, ninety percent. I never got bullshit. over the things that they shoved up their oh, arms. Yeah, I never yeah. got over that. And, and I was quite young. When well, I the that. fact that I never got over was that when they stuck two of them, they called them charges, didn't they? That's it. Yeah. They stuck two of them up their asses. Yeah. Then the one that they stuck up first would always come out second when they took it out. You've Hang broken on. the law multiple times. Listen, I'm not exactly Jack the fucking ripper. I'm talking about stealing <laughs> I'm talking about stealing Mars bars. I'm glad they've got that. You know, I haven't murdered anyone.